Radical, episode 184. Welcome to Radical, ladies and gents. I am your host, Shane Hazel. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, it is good to be upright. Uh, I've been I've been going under, uh, I, I should say, been I've been really kind of jacked up the past few days. Uh, I went in this week. Um, my I've got I've basically got two uh, vertebrae, uh, or I should say, disc that are. Uh, kind of smashed and causing a lot of troubles in my back. I mean, I mean, and it it's gotten progressively worse um, this year, especially. It just kind of gotten to a chronic place where um, all the all the yoga, all the walking, all the stretching, you name it. I mean, um, just kind of self care and all that kind of stuff is kind of just not relieved the pain like it has in the past and i guess that's kind of just something to do with old age in general uh or getting older especially uh living a life i've lived and so um for the most part of the week i've kind of been uh taking it easy uh went in had an mri this week uh and and let me just say something i mean we're going to talk a little bit about um healthcare and all that kind of stuff. And obviously with the, the, the Scottish decision today, um, you know, we're going to get into a lot of this kind of stuff, but I'm going to tell you right now, like it got to the point where in one day, you know, I was like, Hey, um, call up uh, a group of people that I used to go see for my back. And I was like, I got to get in guys. I got to have, I got, I, we need to get some stuff figured out because it's getting worse and worse and worse. And so within, I don't know, an hour, uh, I was down in Atlanta, uh, and thanks to the docs down there and the staff for uh, working me in, uh, they got me right in. I uh, got an MRI, absolutely amazing that that that's still available. Like that is not a that's not something you can do in any uh, in any other real country unless you're absolutely loaded and you've got private docs and all that kind of stuff that can do those kind of things for you. So with that being said, um, the, the MRI obviously came back, um, and there were some problems. So, uh, early, uh, I should say early the next day, um, went in and had a, a discograph done, uh, discogram done. And that's a procedure where they absolutely, they take, uh, needles and they go into your disc and they begin to pressurize them and inflate them with fluid uh, to recreate the injury. And so with my injury, a lot of times what happens if you guys have had bad backs, you know that when that disc starts to push on a, a spinal nerve, what happens is those muscles around uh, those nerves and depending on where those nerves run, uh, will tend to contract muscles and, and spasm muscles. And it's super, I mean, like my whole body gets contorted to the point where like my, my hips are out way, way out. Um, and you know, my back, my hips, my obliques, my psoas, my iliacus, the medius minimus of my glutes. Um, and sometimes even down, uh, the sides of my legs are absolutely destroyed um and i can't stand up straight um sometimes i can't walk i've got to crawl it's humbling to say the very least but um i am extremely thankful for the amazing uh doctors that are still out there that will still do things outside of the box a little bit and um take guys like me at a moment's notice um when there's real issues and we're kind of tired and so um, there are, there are some things that I'm looking at in terms of correcting this that, you know, I'll, I'll leave for another day once they're corrected, but, uh, it should be 
quick and recovery should be fast. Uh, might be a, a week where I only do this through audio, but uh, we will see. Um, but I appreciate your patience is what I'm saying. <laughs> Long way to say, uh, I really, really appreciate your patience. Uh, what we're going to talk about uh, today is the Scottish ruling. But first, if you do love the show, um, there are some amazing things happening. Uh, you can go out to uh, patreon.com, patreon.com slash radical pod uh, and become a patron for as low as a dollar. And I really appreciate all of those of you that have already done that. Uh, if you don't have a lot of money and you want to throw me a i don't know a compliment an attaboy there you go good job keep up the good work give me some feedback and go to apple uh and leave a five-star review there and it helps with the algorithms and everything else um and if you got anything to bring my attention you got a subject or a guest or something that you want on this show send me an email at shane at radicalpod.com and we'll see what we can do you guys have uh you guys have really helped me out um i appreciate all the well wishes during this time those of you guys who are in the know of what's going on and uh mm, ton of great feedback from the last episode where we did the interview for the mises caucus down here um this weekend I'm obviously going to try to get down to Atlanta for Atlanta for at least one day. Douglasville, the Libertarian Party, um, is uh, is having their convention. So if you're around and you want to come out, please come out. It'd be great to meet you guys. It'd be great to activate you guys and get you going and showing you that you can make a difference in your local areas with people who are like-minded. It might be people that you absolutely love. And I'll tell you, going into this weird time, uh, it's good to have people around. Uh, that kind of know who you are, what you're about, and uh, fighting for liberty. I mean, super good time for you to do that kind of stuff. So uh, without further ado, I have a, a little article that was uh, sent to me earlier and said, hey, did you see this? And I said, yeah, man, I saw it trending on Twitter earlier. Uh, this is the, um, the AP. Um, today, the Supreme Court uh, halts COVID-19 vaccine rules for U.S. businesses. This is huge. I mean, Listen, I don't put a lot of stock into the Supreme Court, and I'll tell you why. Article 3 has three sections, and they're incredibly short. Um, maybe uh, what we should do is go through those right now. Article 3 is the least important of the branches. When they came together as the quote-unquote founding fathers, blah, 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 um, they put together Article 1, which is the longest and lists the most powers, Article two, which is the is much, much, much shorter uh, in terms of definition and powers. And then Article three, which is even less, um, you know, I, I guess given less powers. I mean, Jefferson called them a core of sappers and miners that work toilessly in the depths of night to undermine the, um, the the foundations of liberty. He was absolutely right. But, you know, I, I'm going to tell you. What I think of the court, we're going to go through this article as well, but I think it's I think it's important when you can use the United States Constitution um, to further liberty as a tool, use it. Uh, everybody in America who has an office, I don't care, you know, legislative, executive or judicial is bound by their oath to uphold the Constitution, not as determined by the Supreme Court. But as Article 5 demands, so if nothing has been changed through the amendment process of Article 5, it hasn't changed the Constitution. And Article 6, which just says that anything that isn't pursuant to the Constitution 
is no law of all, no law at all. It is notwithstanding. And Article Six, Section Three, or Paragraph Three of the Constitution, that's their oath of office. They swore an oath to uphold that Constitution. So all of these things apply. So Article Three, Section One, it's very short. The, the judicial power of the United States shall be vested in one Supreme Court and in such inferior courts as the Congress may from time to time ordain and establish the judges both of the Supreme Court of the Supreme and inferior court shall hold their offices during good behavior and shall at stated times receive for their services a compensation which shall not be diminished during their office or during their continuance in office. So here's the deal. Um, what this sets forth is just, you know, that there is a Supreme Court. Doesn't give it a whole lot of power, right? It definitely doesn't give it judicial review. Um, like uh, the, the one of the first Supreme Court justices, John Marshall, uh, took for himself in the early 1800s. But um, what I think is very interesting here, and I, and I will give all the credit in the world for uh, for Chris Ann Hall, if you don't know her, she's a constitutional expert. She taught me everything I know uh, and then some about the Constitution, not the Anti-Federalist so much, but the Constitution and the guys that wrote it. Good behavior. Think about that. Is there insider trading going on with the Supreme Court? Of course there is. They hear cases uh, in, you know, from companies that they own. Uh, on a very regular basis, and I mean by stock, that's not good behavior. That's uh, that's absolutely a conflict of interest, and they should be out on their ass for things like that. And I'm not talking just you know right or left, which there shouldn't be. They should be constitutional uh, at maximum, and they're not. So Article or Section Two, the judicial power shall extend to all cases in law and equity arising under the Constitution and the laws of the United States and the treaties made or which shall be made under their authority to all cases affecting ambassadors, other public ministers and consuls to all cases of admiralty and maritime jurisdiction to controversies to which the United States shall be a party to controversies between two or more states between a state and a citizen of a, another state between citizens of different states and between citizens of the same state claiming lands under grants of different states, and between a state or the citizens thereof and foreign states, citizens or subjects. At the national level, I think the, the, the case obviously being in the jurisdiction of the Supreme Court doesn't even begin to satisfy Article 2, or I should say Article 3, Section 2. Um, the Constitution doesn't, hasn't ever given any specific power delegated to the federal government, not the states, but the federal government, over health, over your life, over your individual choices with your meat sack. Like that never, ever, ever happened. I don't think that the case here even is satisfied but did they take it anyway they they well they blocked it they they heard some arguments about bringing it to court and they said no but it's one of those things where this doesn't fall under the powers of the federal government there's no power in the executive for executive orders on health or public health or public safety they the, the, the 
the only thing that the executive is supposed to do is be the commander in chief and help, I guess, lead the armies um, when we are invaded. That didn't happen. We're not being invaded by a disease, for God's sakes. Diseases happen. They're part of the human condition. So the last section of uh, Article 3, Section 3, treason against the United States shall consist only in levying war against them or in adhering to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort. No person shall be convicted of treason unless on the testimony of two witnesses, two witnesses to the same overt act or on the confession in open court. And article, that was the first paragraph, the second paragraph and last paragraph of section three, and this is it. The Congress shall have power to declare the punishment of treason, but no attainder of treason shall work corruption of blood or forfeiture except during the life of the person attained. So here's the deal. That's it, man. That is that is all of Article 3. That's all of their power. That's it. The powers that are not vested by the Constitution, which are specifically laid out in Article 1, mostly Section 8 uh, of the Constitution, are not theirs. They belong to the states and the rights of the people trump that. So you got Article 9, or I should say you have the Ninth Amendment, which ensures that you retain all rights that are not specifically enumerated in the Constitution. And then there's the Tenth Amendment, that all powers not specifically delegated to the federal government most of which are Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution, are powers left to, to the states. There are few, 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 few and defined is what they said. Jeez, oh, Pete. So let's, let's get into this article. This is the AP, and it reads, The Supreme Court has stopped a major push by the Biden administration to boost the nation's COVID-19 vaccination rate, a requirement that employees at large businesses get a vaccine or test regularly and wear a mask on the job. Good. You bastards. And I'm on the cuss. I'm, so if you got small little ears, and you don't want to hear this kind of stuff. Warning, warning, warning. Shut it off now. You motherfuckers that have been pushing mandates on your people and your businesses that have gone along to get along to make sure that you continue to get a paycheck and thrown, I'm sure probably some of your best damn workers under the bus. Boy, fuck you. Good, good, good. This is going to open up each and every one of them. Those businesses are about to have their asses sued off for what they did to people. Good. I hope you go goddamn bankrupt. I hope that you are left high and dry. Your organization is absolutely crushed. And I hope somebody with a good sense that has liberty in mind reopens and refills that niche inside of the market without the force and coercion, obviously, of government. You guys fucked up so big, so fast. You were warned over and over and over and over again. See, it takes an Article One law that is passed by an Article II executive to, to even approach something like this. 
And here's the thing is, if it violates the rights of people, it's still not pursuant to the Constitution. And it's just like nobody understands this. Everybody wants to get into their groups, get into their tribes and push and fight and say, no, the Republicans are right. No, the Democrats are right. Now, sadly, you're all very, very wrong. The article goes on. At the same time, the court is allowing the administration to proceed with a vaccine mandate for most healthcare workers in the U.S. The court's orders Thursday came during a spike in coronavirus cases caused by the Omicron variant. I'm going to pause and I'm going to jump over to another AP article. And thank you to Spike Cohen for pointing this out so brilliantly. Spike, love you to death, man. Hope you're doing well. Maybe I'll see you this weekend. Hope you're feeling better from uh, from COVID, man. But so um, he he put out a series, well, a couple tweets, and it says, good news, the Supreme Court blocked Biden's OSHA mandate for the businesses with 100 plus workers. Bad news, they allowed his mandate for companies that take Medicare and CAID, uh, Medicare and Medicaid funding. So hospitals have to fire healthy but unvaccinated workers while letting vaxxed workers with COVID work. Yes, you heard that right. That's what he says in his next tweet. No unvaxxed healthcare workers because they could spread COVID to others. But the vaxxed workers with active COVID infections can continue working and potentially infecting patients because, darn it, there's a worker shortage. You can't make this kind of shit up, man. You can't. Um, quick article here. I should say quick. It's, it's somewhat quick. But it describes this. I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. The, uh, the health authorities around the U.S. are increasingly taking the extraordinary step of allowing nurses and other workers infected with coronavirus to stay on the job if they've had mild symptoms or none at all. And see, that's the, that's the thing. This is so arbitrary and it's madness. Absolute madness that this is what's happening. Unbelievable to me. <laughs> I mean, you're going to fire unvaxxed symptom-free people, and you're going to allow these people who have been vaxxed and boosted to the absolute max with giant, giant COVID um, loads to walk around in hospitals that can communicate the disease. And that's, the I mean, boy, you want to talk about absolutely blinded by power, by rage, by the, the the want to push your narrative down everybody's throats. It's, it's absolutely incredible to me. Um, back to the Supreme Court um, article, though. I, I just wanted to touch on that because I thought it was incredible that they put a, they slipped in a provision and the court was like, yeah, we're, we're going to let that one slide. So the court's conservative majority concluded the administration overstepped its authority by seeking to impose the Occupational Safety and Health Administration's vaccine or test rule on U.S. businesses with at least 100 employees. More than 80 million people would have been affected, and OSHA had estimated that the rule would have saved 6,500 lives and prevent 250,000 hospitalizations over six months. I'm going to tell you right here, guys, like, it would have... Like they're they're acting like it didn't affect like more than eighty million lives. Listen, 
we learned that 40 million Americans quit their jobs in 2021 at the end of 2021 because of these mandates that were being shoved down their throats. These policies that came out for their organization, they were crammed down their throats. They said, you know what? Screw this. I'm, I'm, I'd rather leave. I'd rather not have to put up with your bullshit, your tyranny. You're pushing a blind policy while never, ever, ever talking about natural immunity, which we've seen absolutely over 140 studies now where natural immunity is 27 times more protective than any of these damn things. Oh, man. I mean, it's it's maddening. It's maddening to think that guys like the, I don't know, um, the head of Pfizer. Let me see if I can't find this thing real quick because this, this is extremely telling. I want you to listen to this guy. Uh, this is the uh, Pfizer of CEO. And I think what he says is absolutely uh, telling. We know telling. that um, the, three, the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any. The, the, the three doses with a booster, they offer reasonable protection. So he, he says the first two doses don't actually offer you any protection. And then he says the three, eh, he's, he's selling it real hard here. He says it eh, offers you some protection. And he continues. The, I mean, whoa. this man, <laughs> Satan himself, I don't know, to sit here and just like just boldly state that there is no protection with the first two doses that you're going to take of their shot. Holy hell. The, I mean, the fact that these people are not in fucking jail that are not in front of, you know, hearings, the fact that this is being pushed in places of government service, like the military, it's incredible, absolutely incredible that and in, I read just the other day that the deaths from COVID in the military where people are extremely fit, probably more fit, I would definitely say, outside of the Navy. I love you, squids. Um, outside of the Navy, young, low body fat type of people who are extremely healthy who are not at risk for covid are dying at, from covid at two times the normal rate after they were mandated to be vaccinated for covid we live in the upside down i'm gonna let old hans here i don't know what his actual name is but um the the, the ceo of pfizer continue against hospitalization and deaths uh against uh, deaths, I think, very good. Um, and less protection against uh, infection. Now, we are working on a, on a new version of our vaccine, the 1.1, let me put it that way, that uh, will cover Omicron as well. And, uh, of course, uh, we are waiting to, to have the final results. The vaccine will be ready in March. Uh, and So this jackass sitting here going on and on about how they, they you know the, you got some some a little bit of coverage from the booster so three vaccines in one goddamn year 
but they need to make another one that's going to be ready by March to cover Omicron, which really hasn't killed anybody yet. And you're supposed to take that. It, I mean, I don't know. This whole thing is absolutely falling apart. That and with you know, the CDC director coming out and saying to the effect of the 75% of the people who have died from COVID had had at least four you know, comorbidities. This thing is falling apart so fast. Anyway, back to, uh, to the article here. Uh, it says, quote, OSHA has never before imposed such a mandate nor has Congress. Indeed, although Congress has enacted significant legislation addressing the COVID-19 pandemic, it has declined to enact any measure similar to what OSHA has promulgated here. The conservatives wrote in an unsigned opinion. Boy, I'm going to say it again. There shouldn't be conservatives and there shouldn't be liberals. They should be constitutionally studied purist. That's it. And we all know the Constitution is just a parchment bearer. If you're new to this show, welcome. Uh, I'm an equal opportunity offender. I'm going to tell you right now, the Constitution was a coup. Read up on your anti-federalists if you don't believe me. Those were the guys who fought the battle for independence from Britain and then fought against the people who wanted to centralize the governments of the states in D.C. far away from their homes with bureaucrats and Supreme Courts and you know, ridiculous types of treasury and spending and everything else it was an absolute coup. So at any rate, this, they, they start to talk about Congress. Well, Congress, even if they had passed the law, they hadn't done anything constitutional, right? Let's, let's just say Congress passed a law about mandates for vaccines. You shove that right up your ass, Congress, and the executive for signing it if you did. It doesn't mean you get to jab people. We are the final arbiters of this meat sack. What we do to our, to our body, to our minds, to our spirit, all of these kind of things. If you don't own you know, your conscience, you're a slave. If you don't own your, your tongue to speak about such a thing, you're a slave. If you don't own this body that you walk around in and are the only pilot of, you're a slave. I wish more and more Americans understood that. And you don't get to tell anybody else what to do with theirs. As long as they're not hurting anybody or taking their stuff, it doesn't matter what Congress does. It doesn't matter what the executive does. And it sure as hell doesn't matter what these clowns in the Supreme Court say they can and cannot do to you, especially if you're peaceful. In dissent, the court's three liberals argued that it was the court that was overreaching by substituting its judgment for that of health experts. Nowhere in the Constitution does it ever talk about any of that shit. Quote, acting outside of its competence and without legal bias, the court displaces the judgment of the government officials given the responsibility to respond to workplace health emergencies. Quote, Justices Stephen Breyer, Elena Kagan, and Sonia Sotomayor, Sotomayor wrote in this joint dissent, these motherfuckers, I'm going to tell you right now, 
acting outside of its competence with legal bias. The court displaces the judgments of the government officials given the responsibility. The problem with that is that government officials are never held fucking responsible ever, 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 ever. Bureaucrats stay in office, stay in office, stay in office. And when any of them is found out to have done something extremely heinous, what do they do? They retire them. They leave them. They let them go and they put them out to pasture and nothing ever fucking happens. Costigan, the IRS, Lois Lerner, the IRS, uh, fucking uh, who was the Department of uh, Justice uh, under uh, Barack Obama for Fast and Furious, era, Clapper, like uh, in, in the IR, in the um, CIA, uh, Brennan. I mean, you you look at these people, Strzok, Page, the rest of these people who have gone before Congress, testified, been found to have perjured themselves. And walked. You think that Fauci gives a fuck what he's doing? No, he doesn't. Because these guys who are bureaucrats, who are quote unquote charged, what is it? Uh, government officials given the responsibility are never fucking held responsible. Fuck these people and fuck your dissent. You are the most inept justices that are set. You're absolutely see-through. You don't understand anything. And you know what? I should probably say, yes, you do. And you're complicit in exactly doing what you're trying to do here in terms of making sure that your, um, I don't know, your judgments about what we can and cannot do. I mean, treating people as slaves, is that, that's really... And when you all, when you boil it all down, that's where these people come down. They want you as slaves, period. President Joe Biden said he was, quote, disappointed that the Supreme Court has chosen to block common sense life-saving requirements for employees at large businesses that were grounded squarely in both science and law. Where's the ice cream? No, he didn't say that last part. I know he's thinking it, though. Biden called on businesses to institute their own vaccination requirements, noting that a third of Fortune 100 companies already have done so, and you're going to get fucking sued. You are going to get sued out of your fucking mind. Oh, it's going to be glorious. Absolutely glorious. When crafting the OSHA rule, the White House officials always anticipated legal challenges and privately some harbored doubts that it could withstand them. The, the administration, nonetheless, still views the rule as a success at already driving millions of people. I'm going to interject. Driving millions of people against their fucking will through coercion to get vaccinated and encouraging private businesses to implement their own requirements that are unaffected by the legal challenge. Oh, you guys, are, you're sick. You are sick, sick human beings. Pushing this untested vaccine that doesn't fucking work straight from the lips of the Pfizer CEO into people's bodies, into fucking kids. Yeah, five-year-old kids. You're pushing this in to kids. That it is going to affect their future I, of millions of them. I guarantee it. And all these old ass wrinkled pieces of shit tyrants, they'll be dead. So who's to pay for it? We will.
in so many ways, in so much culture, it's going to be fucking terrible. The OSHA regulation had initially been blocked by the Federal Appeals Court in New Orleans and then allowed to take effect by the Federal Appeal Panel in Cincinnati. Both rules had been challenged by Republican-led states. In addition, businesses, groups attacked the OSHA emergency regulation as too expensive and likely to cause workers to leave their jobs at a time when finding new employees is already difficult. Yeah, this is economic warfare, people. You think this is all done uh, thinking anything? No, this is done on multi-pronged factors to make sure that American companies fail. There are a lot of American companies that need to fail. The banks need to fail. Uh, anybody that took a bailout, you need to fucking fail. And here's the thing is I think it was a number when, when we looked at the $7 trillion that was added to the bottom line of the Federal Reserve uh, balance sheet. That's $28,000 for every man, woman, and child in America. And did you see $28,000? Fuck no. Sure damn didn't. These guys, they rolled this thing out. And now, not only do they lose their employees, now they're going to get sued by a lot of the employees that stuck around that said, fuck you, I'm going to fight this every step of the way. I'm going to wrap you guys up in so much litigation, so much company ethics, the law <laughs> that you've obviously don't even begin to understand. You're going to go down. You are going to go down. And the people that you have a fiduciary duty to who are stockholders, oh, man, then they're going to come after you. Do you understand the storm, the knee-jerk, short-sighted, bullshit decisions that you guys made as HR departments, as CEOs, as legal, I don't know, representatives to these companies? Do you realize what's coming for you? You have no idea. It is going to be such a shit show. The National Retail Federation, the nation's largest retail trade group, called the Supreme Court's decision a significant victory for employees. The vaccine mandate that the court will allow to be enforced nationwide scrapped by a 5-4 vote with Chief Justice John Roberts and Justice Brett Kavanaugh joining the liberals. Oh, thanks so much, John Roberts and Kavanaugh. Oh, man, I'm going to tell you right now. I don't know. Like the fact that Kavanaugh is going over and joining liberals for this, it boggles my mind. The mandate covers virtually all healthcare workers in the country, applying providers that receive federal Medicare or Medicaid, like I said earlier, the funding. It affects 10.4 million workers, 76,000 healthcare facilities, as well as home health care providers. The rule has medical and religious exemptions. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure people want to stick around and fuck around with that kind of stuff. They don't. Biden said that the decision by the court will save lives. Now, you know what? Joe, you don't get to dictate how we save ourselves, dipshit. You do. You, you, nobody gets to dictate to you how you save yourself or if you don't save yourself. For that matter. In an unsigned opinion, 
The court wrote, the challenges posed by the global pandemic do not allow for a federal agency to exercise power that Congress has not conferred upon it. Now, or have the power to confer upon it. There you go. At the same time, such unprecedented circumstances provide no grounds for limiting the exercise of authorities the agency has long been recognized to have. It said the, quote, latter principle governs in the healthcare arena. None of that is true. Justice Clarence Thomas wrote in the dissent that the case was about whether the administration has the authority to force healthcare workers by coercing their employers to undergo a medical procedure they do not want and cannot undo. And he said the administration hadn't shown convincingly that Congress gave it the, uh, that authority. It's not even Congress's to give, for God's sakes, Clarence Thomas. Justices Samuel Alito, Neil Gorsuch, and Amy Coney Barrett signed on to Thomas's opinion. Alito wrote a separate dissent that the other three conservatives also joined. Decisions by the Federal Appeals Court in New Orleans and St. Louis had blocked the mandate in about half of the states. The administration already was taking steps to enforce it elsewhere. More than 208 million Americans, 62.7% of the population, are fully vaccinated for now. And more than a third of those have received booster shots. So let's see. 62%. And you're saying more than a third. So really, we're going to cut that down to booster shots. You know, 62% and one third of that. So we're talking about 200 million Americans and one third, what are we talking about? 70-ish million? I don't know. Whew. 70 million people. Let's just give them a little. Out of 300 million are quote-unquote fully vaccinated by their own standards. And that is dwindling. That is the optimism that I find here. People are done. They're like, eh, I don't think I'm going to put any more shots in my body. I don't think I'm going to take a third or a fourth or a fifth or a sixth. Like they're just like at some point enough is enough. And you've seen it. You've seen people peeling off and oh my God. I mean, the people that were losing, I mean, I am surprised that especially the cries out of the, the Hollywood population. I'm not saying that the people who have recently died um, are positively dead because of their booster shots. But Betty White and Bob Saget, man, I'll tell you what, they both had booster shots. Uh, I think Bob was in two weeks of his death at 65. And, you know, Betty White, I know she was 99 years old. She said just a few days or I guess a couple weeks before that, she felt great. She was lucky to be in such good health. Um, and booster, stroke, death. I'm not saying it's positive. I'm just saying it's a hell of a coincidence in this day and age with a vaccine that's been known to give people clots, especially women, that she's dead of a stroke blood clot to the brain. The courthouse remains closed to the public and lawyers and reporters are asked for negative test results before being allowed inside the courtroom for arguments. Though vaccinations are not required, the justices heard arguments on the challenge last week. Their questions then hinted at the split verdict that, we, that was issued on Tuesday, a separate vaccine mandate for federal contractors on hold after lower courts blocked it 
has not been considered by the Supreme Court. Man, and uh, I'm going to tell you right now, um, you know, from from the picture, you know who I don't see wearing mask? I don't see, um, I think it's Gorsuch. I think Barrett is. I don't think, um, let's see, who is that? I don't think Thomas is, and I don't think Roberts is. I think, you know, these three men aren't wearing masks in the court. That would be something that, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to say the the very least. But um, like I said, um, I am having some some pain in, in, the, in the back. So I am going to make this a little bit of a shorter episode, and I will get you guys another one, two shows a week, no problem. Um, tomorrow, maybe even tomorrow morning, we'll see. Um, but I, I appreciate all you guys tuning in. I hope you're doing well. I hope this is optimism that's building i got a whole bunch to talk about i mean there's so much going on um i think the next show i'm going to talk about a little bit of what's been uh hidden uh from us in the documents of the nih uh where major joseph murphy united states marine comes uh comes blazing through and i mean i'm telling you right now like this kind of stuff that's coming out from everywhere right now is is super optimistic to me. Um, that is a huge story that uh, James O'Keefe, uh, my buddy over at Project Veritas, broke. Um, let's see what else uh, we've got. Um, thank you first and foremost to Kennedy for having me on the other night. Um, we've got things like the Federal Reserve that are trending that we need to talk about a little bit. Uh, I mean, there is a a lot happening in the world. The fact that Trump and Hillary want to go at each other again, which is dumb. Uh, it's a political stunt. And I don't think either party is going to allow that to happen, um, which, you know, that's all. I mean, Jesus, Pete, like, it, it gives me it gives me some room to be, I don't know, kind of happy. And I see a lot of you guys out there um, that are responding well to the assessment that Donald Trump is actually a New York Democrat to begin with. He's pro-vax, he's anti-gun, anti-due process, pro-police state, pro-domestic spying. He is anti-Bitcoin, which I'll tell you, if you want to know anything, the guy that's still pro-dollar at this point, who's a billionaire, ooh, man, that doesn't speak well. Um, and it sounds like an, an absolute lie. Um, it looks like there's possibly a wall going up around the White House. I wonder what that could be about. And um, I don't know, in the near future, uh, I'm going to have some some guys on that are running for governor. Um, and I'd like to put this out there already because uh, Kemp, uh, my buddy Harrison Kemp, I uh, had him on earlier uh, in the year. He's going to be joining us here, I think, probably um, next week, if I can if I can make it happen with back and everything. Um, he is going to be running for governor in Maine. And Harrison's another um, veteran like myself. He's an awesome guy. He's an author. He's just, I mean, salt of the earth. And I'm, I can't, I can't wait for people to, to find out who he is so that they can support him. And I don't know, like we are living in very interesting times and in places with populations that are smaller, um, that are a little more connected, like places like Maine, um, you know, Harrison has that fire. I think that's going to bring people together. Um, 
much of like what I think we're going to do down here in Georgia. So at any rate, you guys have an awesome night. I will catch you here Friday. I love you. I need you. Peace. Um, don't hurt people and don't take their stuff.